Before today's episode, I wish to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land, the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, and recognise their continued connection to the beautiful land and sea. I'd also like to pay my respects to the elders past, present and emerging, and I extend this acknowledgement to the traditional owners of the land my listeners are on. Welcome to Ritual the Podcast, your cottage in the woods, a sacred space for the witches, the healers, the magical folk to meet and speak of wisdom, witchery, and old world magic, where people come to learn, to hear stories, to share secrets, and to be free to be their true selves. Welcome to Ritual. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Ritual. My name is Amy Harvey and here we are again. (laughs) Just me again tonight. Um, Yeah, today or today, tonight, today, tonight, whenever, whenever you are listening to this, I am going to be doing my very first uh, goddess in my deity series. You may have heard a few episodes back. I uh, did a little chat about how to connect with a deity or a goddess or a guide or whoever it is that you want to connect with. Um, and I said I would go a bit more in depth with some, just so you can hear their stories and hear my journey with them or, you know, how you can connect with different people, what they stand for, all of that. So tonight is the very first one. Uh, I did a little poll on Instagram as well to see if anyone could guess. And there was one person who got it right. So well done you. Um, and that, that goddess is Aphrodite. Now Aphrodite is, she is the most recent um, deity that I have really started to work with. And I, when I say recent, I mean, it's probably been, maybe maybe a year and a half now I've been working with her um but compared to the other ones she is the most recent and probably one that was one of the most unexpected for me as well which I'll get into in a little bit um but first let's get to know her and her story a little bit um before we really dive into my journey so I'm, ass- I'm assuming that a lot of people have heard of Aphrodite. She's probably one of the most well-known names because of like Greek mythology and everyone in no matter what like place or path you have traveled or researched, Aphrodite is usually just a well-known name. Um, so she's known as the goddess of beauty and love, but she is known for so much more as well but that that's her main calling card but if you really really look at her she is also the goddess of passion fertility romance protection desire growth and each of those themes I think really are so in depth which I think gives her more depth than what you would think um but yes let's go Obviously, she is a she's known as a Greek goddess. Um, a lot of deities have their own paths. So some of them may be Norse, some of them may be Greek, some may be Egyptian, whatever it is. Everyone kind of has their own pathion that they come from. Um, so she is known as a Greek goddess. So 
her backstory is this. Now, I will just say when I was researching her, because I, I do know the basics when it comes to her, um, but I really wanted to kind of just refresh my brain and just see what else is out there. And I will say I the going in Greek mythology can be a bit of a rabbit hole because it's like every story seems to have five different variations. So I did my best to get the most common, but sometimes it was like, you know, this God was her lover. And then sometimes that God was her child. And I found it a little bit confusing. Um, so I just bear with me. I tried to get the most common answers for, for her story. Um, but the thing about Aphrodite is she is known to be born from the sea. So how that all came about is there was Cronus, who was the son of Gaia and Uranus. He's an interesting character. Um, he clearly has some uh, power struggles because he, long story short, he castrated his dad, Uranus. Um, from what I could read, it was because he wanted to gain power over him. This is a theme that will come up over and over in his story. Um, he wanted to gain power over his father, so he castrated him and threw his bits into the ocean. Um, another thing I found out about Cronus is that he also ate his own children uh, because he found out that they were going to eventually overthrow him. This is this is the kind of character we're working with here. So he chopped off his dad's bits, threw them in the ocean, and from there, from the sea foam, foam Aphrodite was born. There are other stories as well that say that she's actually the daughter of Zeus. So you can see why I'm a... I, Sometimes it's I get a bit confused because I'm like, okay, but you said it was him and sometimes it's him, but I'm going to go with either or. Basically, though, she was born from the sea, so she has this really beautiful connection with the ocean and the element of water. So throughout her stories, because she's known as this goddess of love and passion, she is basically everyone's in love with her because she's just so beautiful. Um, and she's always known and has all these stories about how she has affairs. Um, a lot of them are with Ares, God of War, Hermes. Um, they say her biggest love was someone called Adonis but he was eventually killed by a bull, even though she warned him not to go out. He didn't listen and he was killed by a bull. Um, so she has got many children to many different gods and some are humans and she has many stories. Basically, everybody loves her. Um, I'm not quite sure if the women do, but a lot of the men do and she has many affairs. And it, I did actually also read that it is thought that she caused the Trojan War because she encouraged the affair between Paris and Helen of Troy. Um, and because of that, the whole Trojan War began. So there is that theory that that was kind of her fault. But I think she was just encouraging love. You know what it's like. When people are in love, you do what you do. Love, love blinds you. 
Um, so Aphrodite is also, as much as she's very connected with the water element, having been born from the ocean, she also is associated with the element of fire. Um, and this is because of her connection with passion and, you know, passion is like that burning fire within us. And I actually find that really interesting because for me, this is a personal note that kind of just clicked in my brain is that I am a fire sign and but I have a really deep connection with the element of water so I find that funny that I work with her and she has that connection between both I wonder if there's something something in there um often Aphrodite she is depicted as being um quite selfish and very vain um and people I think can be a little bit turned off from her because maybe they think that she comes from a very egocentric place and everything's all about how you look and not really what's going on on the inside but I actually really disagree um, because often you find she is like fiercely protective and she as much as she yes there is the outer beauty for me I've always found it's very much um, about inner beauty as well um, again, I can get a bit further into this a bit later. Um, but this is how I started working with Aphrodite. Um, so she, like I said, it was kind of an unexpected thing because I have never really been super drawn to Greek mythology. I, I don't have anything against it at all. I just, it's not really a path that I'm drawn to. You know, I, I, I've always found myself very connected to more Celtic traditions, maybe even Norse as well. They're probably two that I resonate with the most. Um, but that she had different ideas. <laughs> she had a different plan for me. Um, and so often what happens with me is, and sometimes, you know, often people will always ask me like, does a deity come to you? Do you go to them? Is it both? And sometimes it's both, but with her, it was definitely her coming to me. And the way that this usually plays out is that they, and Hecate was very similar as well, is that they, I start getting almost like bombarded with imagery, like as in physical imagery of them. So I remember one day I, I don't, I don't remember the exact place where it was that I saw it, but the, I saw a, a picture of the really famous um, painting, the birth of Venus. Um, really, really beautiful. Not typically like an art form that I am into. I have nothing against it again, like I said, but um, not really like my style, but for some reason, this beautiful um painting captured me and um there was something about it I don't know what it was but I just like kept staring at it I just loved it I was so drawn to it and Patty actually eventually ended up getting me this painting which is above my altar I don't, you may have seen a photo of it on my Instagram but it's on my altar now because I just had this like strong connection to it and so that kind of like sparked me to find out more. So sometimes Aphrodite can be known as Venus, um, just 
she's the more Roman aspect where Aphrodite is the Greek, um, but they're basically the same person, same story, goddess of love, all the same things. Um, and so that kind of, I think, planted the seed about Aphrodite. Obviously I already knew who she was, but that planted the seed for me. But then everywhere I went, she was just there. She like, I was reading whatever witchy book it was at the time. And there was a whole thing about her, like a whole chapter about her. And then she would be on, if I was scrolling through Instagram, there would be this whole big thing about her. Or if I went on Pinterest, there would be something like everywhere I turned, she was right there. It was almost like she was like waving a flag going, hello, I'm trying to talk to you and you need to uh, pay attention to me. And then, so when I look back at what was going on, I usually find it's interesting to see where you are at that time. What's going on in your life? What are the aspects of that deity that maybe you needed at that time? Um, and so when, when she first came through to me, we were in lockdown in here in Victoria <clears throat> and vibes were low and it was a tricky time. Um, you know, we did our best to stay as positive as we could, but I know that around that time I was probably uh, a little bit over everything and really stressed that like for me, I can be a bit of a control freak in that I really like to know what's ahead, like what's coming up. It's like if someone's giving me directions and when I'm driving, I need to know the next five directions just so I can like plan it in my brain. So being in a lockdown situation where you had absolutely no idea what was coming was like my worst nightmare. So that was going on. Um you know, you kind of got to that point where you just like stopped looking up, not, not looking after yourself, but caring about how you looked like no one had been to the hairdresser in like a year. You, I basically wore trackies every day. Cause I was like, where am I even going? Like, what does it even matter? You know, no one, you don't wear makeup. You just kind of like sloth around a little bit. And I think not that that stuff should make you feel good about yourself or make you feel any different but you know how sometimes taking that little bit of effort in how you look kind of it seeps through into your confidence and how you feel about yourself and how you present yourself and and it's like a, a domino effect so when you aren't really putting much effort into it that also has a domino effect of you kind of just feel a bit meh you know and so that's, that's where life was at. And so for me, one thing that I find and I have found by working with Aphrodite and which is what it goes back to me saying that I have never really felt that ego and vainness from her because to me, she came through basically to tell me that I matter and that my feelings towards myself matter and that I should be making more of an effort, not because I'm going anywhere or seeing anyone or whatever, but because I'm doing something for myself and it makes me feel good. It makes me feel like I care about myself. 
And what I find often working with her is that she really is about self-love, not in a vain ego way, more in a confident, um, you know, self-assured, more of a self-loving kind of way. And she was like coming in to tell me that I needed to be kinder to myself and do something for myself because I would really appreciate it. Even though I was part of me was like, well, what's the point? The point was because I was feeling a bit crappy and flat and doing something for myself every day would give me a little bit of light. And so I found that really interesting because again, I had always been like, she's just beautiful and sex and lovers and affairs, but it's not that it's this like beautiful self-love that came through. And I find that it's such an important thing that we all need to feel and something that we often let go of straight away, because especially in situations like that, you think about your kids, you think about your partner, you think about how your friend's going, what's going on on the outside. And you forget about yourself because whatever, it doesn't matter. I'll deal with it later. But she's like, no, you need to deal with you because it's not being selfish. It's not it's not, it's nothing like that. It's because you are also as equally important as every other person around you. And that was a really big lesson for me. And so I remember I was like, okay, the trackies have to go now. (laughs) I need to have a break from the trackies. And I would, I started to make a bit more effort by doing my hair or maybe I would just like put a bit of makeup on or maybe I would like spend a bit of time in the morning like doing a beauty routine that just made me feel fresh and renewed and a bit like re-energized and it was also time for myself and I actually really began to enjoy giving myself that active self-love where it's like even at the end of the day like spending like five minutes just like really like washing my face washing everything away but going and like buying like nice face products because they nourish my skin but they also make me feel special like I deserve that because I do and so that was like a really cool lesson that I probably never would have done because I was so distracted by everything and I was like whatever what's the point so she's really beautiful and often I find that when she does come in it's because you do need that little bit of TLC you do need to remember that you matter as well um another thing with her is that I like I said before I have this really close connection with water I have always been a mermaid I've always loved the ocean that is my my place I go to fill up my soul it's the, the I'm always happy when I'm in the ocean when I've got my feet in the salt water when I'm walking on the sand listening to the waves that is 100% my happy place and again at that time I couldn't go to the beach it was like four k's or three k's too far from our little bubble that we weren't allowed to leave and it killed me it killed me so much 
And every day I would be like, I just want to go for a walk down the beach. It would make me feel so much better. It would really just like make this shitty situation way less shitty for me because I just need that more than anything. I just need that for my soul to refill. And so by her coming through, she kind of like gave me that hit, that ocean hit, because she really does like encapsulate ocean energy. She's basically like a walking mermaid. Like she is born from the ocean. She's got the beautiful flowy hair. She's got that beautiful, you know, beauty that mermaids have that lure people in. She has that wisdom, that water element clarity and so for me doing a meditation with her I would always be like transported to the ocean and she would always meet me there and although I wasn't really there my spiritual self was which is the part that needed to be um, filled up and so I think if you are one of those people that has that really deep connection with the ocean especially those who aren't near it or who don't have access to it on a daily weekly basis she's really good to work with because she's able to give you what the ocean gives on a soul level obviously being at the at the beach is even better but it's not you can't do that all the time and I get that so I found that interesting that she also came through then because that's what I was craving so much as well. Um, And it worked, even though I wanted to go physically, spiritually, I felt so much better by working with her. And so now my, I may have mentioned before, I have like um, specific decks on my three, for my three deities, they have their own. She has called I think it's called the Oracle of the Mermaids it's a Lucy Cavendish deck and it's all mermaids and I found it so funny because when I first was like yep I feel like that's kind of her vibe I'm going to um I'm going to give her that that's her deck where we communicate the first card I pulled was um it's called the return of Aphrodite and I was like it was like one of those like cool magical moments where I'm like oh my god it's so aligned it's so perfect um so yes so for all my water people she's your gal um one of the big things as well that I feel like she really um she really pushes and a lesson that often in our busy lives we forget is that she, because she is a goddess of beauty, that can be taken as physical beauty. But what I find, she will come through when I'm really stressed and really busy. And she's like this like beautiful, calm breeze that just kind of comes in and I can feel her on my shoulder. And she comes in to like, remind you of yes your beauty and that could be your outer or your inner beauty but also like the beauty that is around you so she will always kind of nudge me to go look outside the window 
Look at how beautiful that tree is and how the sun is shining on it. And listen to how beautiful those birds are. Like something so simple that we ignore because we're so busy with life and work and children and partners and whatever that we don't even listen or see what's happening right in front of us. So she'll come in and be like, why don't you take five minutes and just like stand outside or look out the window or look at your home. Like, look how beautiful your home is. Look at how beautiful your children are. I know they're driving you insane, but they're so beautiful and you're so lucky. And she reminds you of all these really simple, like pleasures of life. Like how good is it when you wake up in the morning and you have like that really delicious, beautiful, warm cup of coffee. Like you can look forward to that every morning or that when you finish work, you can go home and you can make a meal for yourself that's so good and makes you feel full and sleepy and, you know, totally amazing. Just like little things like that. I find her to be very mindful and she reminds me to be very mindful. And I love that for her because I, as much as I, my intention is to always be a mindful person. And I remind my children to do that all the time and to be grateful and whatever you do forget. And you do get caught up in life because it's so easy. And we all live such fast paced lives now. So having that reminder of like, slow down, have a breath and look at the beauty around you because all of a sudden it's like a filter is put on and everything is brighter and everything is nicer and the birds are louder and the breeze feels better. And I love that. I love that reminder. Um, So yeah, I think again, when she does have that negative association, I'm like, how can you, how can you find her to be negative? Like she literally finds beauty in everything around her. And I remember reading one time this description of her as like, as she walks from the ocean across the sand, every step she takes flowers and life kind of grow from her feet. And that's how I see her is because everywhere she looks, she sees these beautiful things. They form around her and they attract to her. They're attracted to her. So you can see, I guess, is like a manifesting tool where the more beauty and greatness you see, the more that comes to you because you're so open to it. And I love that. I love that she gives that to me. Um, going back, so she is also a goddess of fertility. Um, and she is one actually that... <clears throat> I called in when I knew we were going to try for our little baby. Um, I remember doing a, I think I did a candle spell with her with also a spell jar. Funnily enough, the three deities I work with are all really closely associated with um, pregnancy, fertility, midwifery and all of that. So I've, I've got a good team behind me, but I felt like she was a really good one to call in for um, conception and the beginnings of um, pregnancy. And she did, she did it. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't just her, but she, she, it, it was pretty 
quick and maybe it was just who knows that that in itself is a miracle and so many things that can happen but I find working with her she kind of like gives you that confidence that like it's all going to be cool because sometimes you know trying for a baby can be stressful there's so many elements to it this like the timing and the science behind it can be very overwhelming and I find having someone like her because she is that like breath of fresh air and that beautiful like calm ocean energy she is a really good one to have on your team if that's in if you find yourself in that position where you are wanting to try for a baby and she is very protective very like fiercely protective so I think having her around you it's kind of like I almost felt like someone was giving me this like big hug from behind where it was like she's going I've got you I've got you I'm looking after you everything's going to be cool um so yeah she's she is a really beautiful energy for those wanting to try for a baby and another one um that is a fun one I'm not quite sure if you've heard of glamour magic basically the idea of glamour magic is that you can use it to either people sometimes do it to hide themselves so if you're going into a big like a conference or something where it's going to be super overwhelming or maybe you're going to a wedding you don't want to be at or a family event or whatever and you're like I just want to hide and not be seen Glamour magic can work where you can literally disappear and you just don't really seem to be seen by anybody. And you kind of like, it's like you have the cloak of invisibility from Harry Potter on. So you can use it to hide yourself or you can use it to really glow and be in a, an environment where people are drawn to you where people just like have to listen to what you have to say and you've got this like really powerful aura that everyone is like wow this person is amazing I need to I need to listen to them and and be around them that's a very very simplified version of what glamour magic is it's a whole thing but that's kind of where I'm what I'm getting at and so she is like the ultimate glamour magic goddess. Like she, everyone loves her. Everyone wants to be around her. She's this beautiful, like glowing being. And so I love what I love to do is um, really connect my beauty rituals with glamour magic and pull her into that. So you can do that by sometimes people will do like a talisman so they can like charm a certain bit of jewelry or a ring or something that you're wearing that day. Sometimes people use their makeup routine as part of glamour magic. So like when they put the like foundation on their face, it's almost like they're putting this mask of like confidence and self-assurance and beauty on them or maybe when they're washing everything off they're like giving themselves that love and whatever you know it can be so many different things but basically it's like 
asking her to bless whatever the item is. It can even just be the water that you're using to wash your face or that's coming out of the shower to give you that confidence, that beauty, that glow. And it works. Like she, she's good at her job. She's good at what she does. And so I do find the days where I'm like, I really need some of that like Aphrodite vibe going. And I call her in when I am like doing my hair or doing my makeup or whatever it is, you do feel like you're standing that little bit taller and that everything kind of like goes on nicer and glows a little bit brighter. And um, it's a fun, it's a fun ritual to kind of gift yourself especially if you are going into an environment that maybe will be a little bit daunting maybe a bit overwhelming but you want to like really show up and represent and you know it will be good for you she's totally got your back um so I think using her in that way can be a lot of fun and be really beneficial so yeah that's kind of my my journey with Aphrodite again still I guess like reasonably new and I'm sure it's going to um, maybe end up somewhere completely different but I wanted to start with her just because we're going in we know we're in spring we're coming up to Astara Beltane's not too far off and she to me really encapsulates those two turns of the wheel and the spring season because it's all about new life you know like love is in the air and the roses are blooming and if I feel like if she was a season she would be spring because she just has that beautiful like energy where life rises around her and I think yeah, now that Astara, it's only a week away, crazy. I, I, in my ritual box, I did a ritual with her because now is her time. Now is her time to shine. And especially going into the summer as well. And, you know, we're going to spend more time at the beach and in the water. Why not have her on your side? And I also really wanted to dispel that negative association that she might have because a lot of people that I've spoken to do kind of feel a bit like either intimidated by her or not really like, you know, they just see her as that vain kind of energy and she's not that. She's so many things. So yes, I thought she was a nice one to start off with considering where we are on the wheel of the year, but also because everyone deserves to feel good, to feel good about themselves and to like, just like totally own it, <laughs> which is what she does. So yes, there you go. That is Aphrodite. That is my journey with her. That is how I work with her. Um, if you do want to read a bit more about her backstory, there is um, a company who do the book Pagan Portals. I really hope I got that right. My brain just blanked. But they have a book. Um, on Aphrodite I actually really struggle to find books about her like I feel like there's so many on Hecate and the Morrigan and all of those ones but there's like barely anything about her and there should be more maybe I should write one about her but 
um, that one was pretty good. And I mean, the internet is amazing for things as well, but you will see what I mean. Some of her stories are very confusing because sometimes she's married to her children and sometimes not. And I don't know, but she is very interesting to learn about. Um, a lot of the Greek mythology stories are really interesting. So if you would like to do a bit more research, that is a good way to show her that you're open to connecting. Um, and also just like, just be open, you know, just be open to her and she will find a way to you and you will find a way to her. Um, so I hope you enjoyed that. And if you do have any in particular that you'll like me to cover, send them through to me. Um, this is the very beginning of a long journey of deity work. So we will we'll get through them all. But I hope you enjoyed. I hope you're having a really beautiful week. Um, next week, we will be going into Astara magic, which is exciting. So Patty will be back with me. We'll be diving into that. Um, and yeah, enjoy all the spring vibes that are going on. I think you can probably hear the rain in the background. Very very spring right now um yes enjoy your week and um if you would like to connect with me you will see that i have now done the name change that i have talked about a few times which is very exciting so my instagram is now under rose thorn cottage and speaking of i just wanted to say thank you so much for all your positive feedback on that um, it was really funny because sometimes I can be very, like as much as I hate change and change freaks me out, I can also be extremely spontaneous. And the other day, like I got my new logo through, which I'm totally obsessed with and I love it so much. And I was like, I'm just going to change the name now, like right now. And Patty, he's like, just do it. Just do it. So I literally just changed, changed my name. And I'm sure it freaked a lot of people out because there are so many spam accounts out there at the moment. Um, so if you unfollowed me thinking I was a spam account, it's not, it's really me. Um, but yeah, so I just changed it. But I got so many messages from people saying that they loved it and they think that it fits so well and they love the logo and that actually meant so much to me because I really felt like as much as I have so much love for Wiccan Sage and all it was, I really felt like I had outgrown it and the energy of where I am and where my business is at has changed. And I feel like the new logo, if you haven't seen it, it's basically a cottage in the woods and it's got this, the door is open and it's like, nighttime outside so you can see the beautiful moon and the trees and the door is open and there's this like glowing light and I really wanted that because I feel like it represents what I'm trying to create which is like a safe space for people who are trying to find their path and their people and their who they are and it's like a place where they can go but there's no judgment and people feel the same as them and people learning as well. Like I'm still learning. So I totally understand. And it's full of magic and nature and really cool witchy vibes. So yeah, I feel like we nailed it. 
the logo. It's it's so good. And I'm really glad you guys liked it too. So thank you again for your messages. Really appreciate it. So anyway, you can find me on uh, Instagram under Wiccan Say. Uh, no, oh my God, no, under Rose Thorn Cottage. Um, and also on YouTube, if you'd like to watch me, hello, if you're watching over there. Um, and also on Patreon, um, we have lots of fun over there. All these special episodes of Ritual you will find on Patreon. And we have some, we do meetups and spells and yummy food and all the things all the magical things over there so you can find me there as well there we go have a beautiful week and i will see you guys next week for some astara magic see you later